This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and the editor of Football España, Rory Barlow. Final show of the campaign, Barcelona title winners. As we know, hopefully you've cashed the ticket uh, plus 130 as tipped by Rory and Anne, for that matter. Uh, Real Madrid, Atleti, Real Sociedad claiming Champions League spots at minus 1250. That was a given for Real Madrid. Minus 305, pretty much the same for Atleti. But plus 350, Real Sociedad, that's obviously... Um, a feather in the cap of the betters that managed to find La Real. At the other end of the table, Espanyol, Elche, both down. Espanyol are surprised, as we've mentioned in the past few weeks, plus 600 or thereabouts at the start of the season. Elche were tipped by Rory to go down plus 150. One of five will follow them. It will either be Vidalid, Cadiz, Valencia, Hetafe, Amria or Celta Vigo. That's one of six, isn't it? I can't count. Um, and Vidalid was one that was tipped as well by the boys uh, to go down here. So potentially that could be another winning tip. We've already sort of got one over the line, Rory, with Robert Lewandowski. Obviously, technically he could be surpassed, but very, very unlikely. Plus 150 top scorer. I get the feeling that with Barcelona, Lewandowski and the likes of Elche going down and maybe it's probably been a good season for futures punters on La Liga. How did you see it? Yeah, overall, it has to has to be said that it went more or less as we expected in terms of positions, with one or two exceptions. Espanol, as you mentioned, with a big shock, I think, from a personal point of view, I essentially got them and Espanol mixed the wrong way around. I thought Mallorca would really struggle this season, but it turned out to be Espanol. Mallorca a little bit safer. And then towards the kind of top of the table, I think we always thought that that focus and that hunger from Barcelona would, would tell, and we knew that Real Madrid had a shorter squad in terms of replacements for Benzema that proved to be a major issue and and ultimately that's how it played out and I think in those European places we knew it would be tight we knew that Sevilla would kind of drop out the top four I think both myself and Alan predicted that would be the case um, and they've come roaring back in a sense but it was always going to be kind of a toss-up between La Real, Villarreal and Betis and La Real have come out the most consistent obviously Unai Emery went mid-season as well that is a factor um, but uh, but yeah, overall, I think we can be fairly pleased with how we kind of analysed the season at the start and then how it's gone since. 
Yeah, and I'll get Rory's thoughts on what he thinks might happen in terms of ambition and player recruitment over the summer when it comes to the big three at the end of the show. But we have got four picks from Rory um, over the course of the final match week. Plus, we have got a parlay uh, that does pay very well indeed if successful. All 10 games are streamed live on the Bet Rivers app. If you've got an account, you can watch the games. If it's funded, you don't have to play. But obviously, there's always an angle when it comes to the football all 10 games on Sunday, five an earlier kickoff, five a later kickoff, 12.30 East and three o'clock East, I think is the way that they're going to go. So watch out if you're getting involved and you know which times your games are kicking off. The later kickoff times feature the relegation dogfight and we're going to get to that relegation battle as well a little later. But as we go, we will be talking about it. However, we're going to start with Osasuna Girona which is one of the early kickoffs, 6.30 local, 12.30 Eastern. Osasuna plus 1.14, Girona plus 2.45, draw plus 2.55 here. This is seventh versus ninth, only a point between the two clubs. Plenty on this, I'm going to say, because seventh is up for grabs, which is a conference league qualification spot. Um, if Girona win, they could steal it. If Osasuna win, they will get it. But then there's also the caveat, if you're a Girona supporter, that Athletic Club could steal it away and there are other teams involved as well. We've talked about it quite a lot, Rory, about whether it's a thing. Now it's down to the last day. I would imagine that chairman would be thinking, do you know what, I quite fancy finishing seventh. How do you think it might go, this fixture? Yeah, I think it would be a really good game to watch. It has to be said, if you do want to tune in via the Bet Rivers app, because these are two teams that have nothing to lose and everything to win, essentially. Osasuna are in pole, pole position. They are in seventh place just now. If they win, they are in, and that's that's the equation for them. So it's pretty simple from their point of view. Girona know that if they win, there's a really good chance they get in as well because Athletic Club are away to Real Madrid. And as we say, we never know how these games are going to go at the end of the season when teams that don't have so much to focus on. But given the way Athletic are playing, I think Girona would like their chances of getting into that seventh spot if they were to win this game. Uh, also, soon for me, have to be the favourites because, I mean, the way they're playing, the way that they dismissed Athletic Club at home a couple weeks or a week or so ago, that was pretty impressive for me. I think that there's a confidence at El Sadar. I think they feel that maybe this European place is just reward, kind of uh, something at the end of the season for them after their Copa del Rey run, run which didn't quite... Uh, come out with the trophy so I feel like there's positivity here Osasuna are playing well they've been pretty incisive at home Aymar Roth is playing well Budimir scoring goals as Abde it's likely to be his last game so I'm sure he'll want to go out with a bang Girona on the other hand we know that they've been impressive all season really but they do tend to drop that odd result which has really kind of handicapped them in these final stages beaten 2-1 by Betis last weekend injuries starting to stretch their squad a little bit more than they would like and Real Betis I mean they're a good side but I thought at home Girona would maybe have the edge given that Betis don't have too much uh, relying on that but Girona will go for this game Um, as I say they've got nothing to lose and I think that singularity of purpose knowing that for them essentially it's win or or bust as well so two teams that are going to go for this Girona we know are the team that involve are involved in the most goals in their games and so yeah I've gone both teams to score at minus 130 and certainly when I looked and and yeah I feel like both teams are going to go for it both teams will score goals and uh, hopefully produce an entertaining game 
And just a reminder, Rory, it is head-to-head rather than goal difference, isn't it, when it comes to league placing? Yes, it's head-to-head. They call it goal average for some unfathomable reason in La Liga because it's nothing to do with goals, but it's head-to-head. And then if it's uh, if it comes down to that and you're level on head-to-head, then it's goals scored against the opposition. And then it essentially goes through all of the kind of um, separators between the two sides before going on to goal difference. So Rory likes both teams to score, minus 130. We know that Girona and their games do always seem to produce goals. They're top of an awful lot of charts when you look at those goal metrics. Let's move on to Mallorca against Rio. Again, this is a 6.30 local kickoff, 12.30 Eastern. Mallorca plus 2.25, Rio plus 135. Now, this is one of those where you can take either normal form and home form for Mallorca and make a case for Mallorca or you can say well Rio are the team that have got something to play for here and you can go down that route small chance of finishing seventh Uh, results have got to go their way but that just might be enough I guess uh, for Rio to come good in this one and that is the way that you're playing it I think Rory. Yeah, look, they're third in the queue behind Athletic, Osasuna and Girona. But if Girona and Osasuna were to draw, Athletic were to drop points at all, then... then Which you could easily see happening. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as I say, both teams to score is... I'm going that way because I don't see a clear winner for that game. I think it's very possible that they do both drop points there. So I think there's, again, for Rio, it's that singularity of purpose. It's that simplicity. We know we have to win we don't, there's no chance of us getting in. And so I think they'll go for this game. And Mallorca are a tough side at home. I think I counted it was 14 games they've unbeaten at home, which is a formidable record, it has to be said. But um, I was at camp now last weekend to watch Mallorca against Barcelona. And even though we know it's different at home and away for them, and that record speaks to that, there was very much an end-of-season feel about Mallorca and Granted the occasion that camp now, it was the last game there before they moved to Montjuic. They had a player sent off pretty early on. They conceded after a minute. There was a lot of factors, and I think they'll put up a good fight against Rayo, but Iraola is leaving uh, Rayo Vallecano after three years. He's been one of their best managers in the 21st century, if not beyond. I think that they'll want to give him a good send-off. Isi Palathon was in good form at the weekend. Uh, Raul de Tomas is another one who's started scoring goals for Rayo. And if those two can combine, then they are kind of the best quality in these two teams for me. So, so yeah, I think Rayo will go for it. Um, I've backed them to win at plus 135, as you were saying. I think it will be a, a tight match, a cagey match. But I think with Rayo, with that necessity to win, I've just about given them the edge here. Yeah, they've just drifted out a little bit. When you sent me your tips, it was plus 128, plus 135 is the price. Now, I noticed that Di Tomas was scoring goals. He's plus 425 to get the first, plus 195 to score at any time. Uh, we like Ryo to get the better of Mallorca. That's one of the earlier games on Sunday, 12.30 Eastern. Uh, Elche against Cadiz. This is the first of the games we're looking at. They kick off 9pm local, 3pm Eastern. Hosts are plus 170. Cadiz are favourites at plus 160. Draw plus 255. Over and under here, over two and a half goals, minus 120. Under is minus 105. Um, and it might be worth better taking a look at some of the prices for the over and under two and a half goals. Over the course of the last weekends of the season across England, uh, and across the Netherlands and Germany, 
uh, you'll see unders, sorry, you'll see overs getting very, very short because there is a perception uh, that more goals are scored because teams have got nothing to play for. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but generally it's factored into the price. That aside, Caddies could need something to stay up here, uh, Rory, but Elche have turned into basket cases for form students here because suddenly... I don't know if they're playing well, but the numbers, the results suggest that they are playing better than they have been all season long. So how do we square this circle? Yeah, I'm giving them one final chance to to ruin some of my bets this weekend. Um, <laughs> because, look, I mean, Elche are playing better than they have done all season. But part of the... that They are in the best form of the season. They're playing a bit better. They're scoring more goals. But part of the equation here is that you look at a game like Athletic Club last weekend, where Athletic, it's do or die it's really important for them there's a tension about them the pressure is all on them whereas Elche can kind of swan in and and play their game and not really worry about too much and that freedom that confidence that it's given them and credit to Becca Sese who's um, imposed that kind of confidence as opposed to kind of the the negativity and the depression has led to them being a much more tricky side in these final kind of weeks of the season than than many anticipated but I mean Gareth again in touching distance of safety, there's a number of kind of uh, rotations. I mean, we talk about that head-to-head, and if three or four teams are level on points, then it goes into kind of a mini-league between them on head-to-head. So it does get very complicated. But again, if they can get a point here, they're almost certainly safe. If they get a win, they are definitely safe. So I think Cardiff are in touching distance. They won on the final day of the season last season to stay up. I think they'll do so again this time. And even if even if Elche are a bit more stubborn, even if Cardiff don't necessarily need the result. I think you look at the way that they beat Celta last weekend, it was a 1-0 victory. They do just have a spirit about them and a nastiness and a, a, a yeah, a real kind of gara, as they say in Uruguay, which is kind of a kind of that uh, strong mentality, that ability to grind things out. And so I do like Cardiff to get a result here. I can't see them throwing away um the kind of safety that they've almost got in their hands. And I, yeah, I, it's a mark of respect that I'm not backing Cardiff outright to win here. I'm backing Cardiff or draw and under three and a half goals at plus 100. I think Cardiff will try and keep this tight um, because it, it suits their purposes to do so. And, and yeah, that's where I'm going with that. It comes back at plus 100, as I was saying. Yeah, even money. If you are following us in Cardiff to win or draw and under three and a half goals in their match away, at LJ. They are favourites to win the game at plus 160 at the moment. I suspect as well, we quoting these prices on Wednesday and there will be a fair amount of fluctuation between now and kickoff, I would have thought, because uh, teams are battling either for European places or to avoid the drop. So there'll be plenty of dollars moving the line. Final game to preview, Valladolid against Ketafe. This is a 9pm local again, 3pm Eastern Valladolid at plus 118. They are the favourites, Ketafe. At plus 250 draw, plus 245 uh, overs, oddly, is plus eight here. This is the game, though, when it comes to the battle to avoid to drop because Valladolid, when they stay up, if they tie, they could stay up. That depends on Almeria's result. Um, Valladolid have got a better head-to-head than Almeria. Um, and as far as Hetafi is concerned, a draw is enough, and that could be be crucial. I mean, bad teams playing for draws sometimes doesn't work out, but bad teams versus another bad team, and well, it tends to. I don't know. What are we going for here, Rory? 
Yeah, I I like Hitafe to win or draw here at minus one three six, and I'm backing them essentially because of course they bought the last who's the manager who's come in. I have watched him pretty closely over the last kind of five six years of his career. He's a very ex- experienced manager. He's a very produces very miserly teams as we were talking about last weekend, and and yeah, I th- I think. That experience, the know-how, this is a Hitafe side that have been in the first division for the last four or five years and got good results. This is a Vidalit side that have gone down once in the last kind of three years and then they've come back up and now they're kind of looking as if they're going to go down again. I, I just think Hitafe ultimately do have a better squad on paper. They are missing some names. Ennis Runel, the top goal scorer, is out injured. They're going to be missing Gen A as well, who's their captain through suspension. So there are absences, but 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 board last against Petzolano. And Petzolano has been good in some senses, as we've said. He's opened up the attack a bit. He's loosened via the lead up a little bit. But that looseness, I don't know if that benefits them against a miserly side like Katafe, as we we're saying. And and yeah, that's where my kind of belief comes from is that Bordelas will get the result to keep them up. And it stands out to me that he's only been beaten twice since he came back in at Hatafe. There was two results. The one of them is against Real Madrid away from home, where I think you can give him a pass on that. It was only a one-no defeat as well. And the previous one to that was against Espanyol. Now, obviously, that's a damaging defeat. And given where Espanyol are, doesn't reflect too well on them. But that was the weekend where Bordelas was meant to be appointed on Thursday. They appointed the sporting director. Bordelas then comes in on the Friday for the game that's on Sunday lunchtime. It, it was all a bit of a mess and a bit chaotic. And he didn't really have much time to, to do anything, essentially, with the side. So, so yeah, based on that, based on the fact that under normal and in inverted commas circumstances, Bordelas has gotten good results. He's been unbeaten. I'm, I'm going to back them to, to get the result here. Minus 136, Hatafi to win or draw, and Vidalid likely to go down. Yeah, Vidalid are likely to go down. And when it comes to the relegation market, they are favourites to go at minus 139. Celta Vigo, who are at home to Barcelona, incidentally, plus 200. Second favourites, Almeria in 16th position, are plus 350 away at Espanyol. As we know, we're going to get to that game in just a second when it comes to the parlay. And then we've got big prices, Getafe, Valencia and Cadiz, 6,600 for Cadiz. So we don't really expect that trio to go down. I mean, you've suggested it already. I mean, via the lid of the one that are going to go, I guess, here, uh, Rory, because there's lots of ways that they can go. And potentially if Getafe win that that's them done anyway so they are the less likely to get out and the most likely to go down I guess yeah I think I mean given the analysis I've just given I, I obviously think Getafe will triumph so that from that basis until Vidalit win their game then that kind of doesn't really set any other sides up for the fall I think if they do win um, on the off chance then there's Celta are kind of the ones most in danger almost because they have the hardest fixture out of the other ones in theory. Barcelona, we know, flip-flop a little bit at the minute because we don't know quite how their mindset's going to be. But yeah, Celta are in trouble if Vidalid were to get that victory. Um, I I just think, yeah, Bordelas, I'm going to back him to get the job done more than any of the players or, or any of the other kind of coaching staff. Those are the prices when it comes to the relegation betting. They are up on the Bet Rivers site for your perusal if you do fancy uh, any other side. But I think myself and Rory are in agreement here that uh, Vidalid most likely and, in fact, at the prices, not the worst bet at all. Right. This is the parlay to finish the season and it pays 
around about 1550 a little bit more at the moment. And we stress that because prices will change. We like Raya to beat Mallorca, which is one of our match previews. Uh, previews. Hetafe against Valladolid, basically not to get beat. So that's uh win uh, or draw. Osasuna against Girona is both teams to score. Yes, that's all the same as the previews that we've just been through. Then the fourth leg of what is a six-team parlay is slightly different, Rory. We've gone Cadiz to beat Elche, which is slightly different uh, to what you had in the match preview because you were looking at a double result and unders, weren't you? So it's slightly different for this one. Yeah, no, I think I backed Cadiz. I do think Cadiz are more likely to win, but as I say, it's a sign of respect towards Elche. And there is a chance that if 30 minutes to go, Cadiz know that results are going their way, they don't necessarily need to stretch themselves out and look for the winner if it is level. And so, so yeah, in my kind of main bet, I've not got them to win outright because you never know how the circumstances are going to go. But if you're basing it off my kind of thought process, I do think Cadiz will be successful in that one. So Cadiz to be Elche's leg four, if you like. Uh, then to boost the parlay even further, we're going to add two more games for you. It's around about 1560 um, for the parlay. Uh, 15,060. Um, 15,600. I'll get there eventually. Uh, Real <laughs> Betis Valencia. <laughs> Maths was never my strong point. Uh, Real Betis Valencia. You've gone tie, Rory. Explain why. Yeah, Betis have nothing to play for. Their position is secured, but we'll probably want to give their home fans a, a send-off at the weekend. But Valencia, this is, again, do or die. They're in, they're in touching distance. They should stay up regardless of what happens, but it benefits them to keep this game tight. We know that they're not necessarily great away from home, but I think in a game where they need this so much, they will fight uh, like proverbial dogs and, and do everything they can to get results and slow the game down, make it bitty, make it nitty, make it, make it gritty. And thus, I do think that they will get a draw in this match. This is the, the price really that really boosted up plus 270 because when you start getting that type of price in a parlay, then suddenly the odds start to go wild as I've just eventually worked out. And finally, your last tip here. And we've referenced it a little bit because it's the Almeria Espanol game, and you're going for Almeria to win this one. Yeah, we know Almeria are dreadful away from home, just one win away from home all season, which perhaps suggests why why the odds are not in their favour. Espanol will be playing with a freedom to a certain sense, but there is a a torrid atmosphere around the club, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Hossalu looks like he's on his way out. Sergi Darder is probably going to leave as well. Their captain for Next season, Luis Garcia's safety is insecure, to say the very least. It's going to be kind of uh, DEFCON 2 once uh, once the season ends at Espanyol. So I'm not even sure what the reception is going to be like at the RCD Stadium. So I think that torrid atmosphere, the fact that Almeria, again, if they know that if they win, then they're, uh, then they're safe, then that is a big motivation for them. And I think... Uh, Espanol, there's a chance that they play up to their ability, which they haven't been doing all season, but there's more chance, in my view, that Amaria get the result they need. So Amaria to beat Espanol, one of the legs of our six-leg party that uh, really will pay for the season, pay for your holiday if it comes up. Let's just rattle through the other selections for you. Just a reminder, Valladolid uh, versus Catafe here. Catafe to win or draw against Valladolid, minus 136. In the Elche Cadiz game, we like Cadiz to win or draw an under three and a half goals. That's plus 
100 or even money. Uh, Mallorca against Real. We just like Real to win at plus 128. And both teams to score in the game featuring Osasuna and Girona. So that's the betting done and dusted. Obviously, um, Barcelona, Real Madrid and potentially Atleti are going to be building in the summer. What should we be looking out for when it comes to, to those three teams in particular? But any other side that you think might make some sort of splash and maybe a team that are going to be hitting the headlines in terms of transfers or indeed problems over the course of the summer, Rory? Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating summer because there's so many teams in flux. I mean, you mentioned Real Madrid and Barcelona there. Real Madrid need a number nine. We don't quite know if that's going to be to replace Karim Benzema or just to back him up. It's Hosselu is meant to be on his way there um, as things stand. But yeah, Real Madrid are going to pursue Jude Bellingham whether they get him or not, whether they have the funds, whether they have the desire to go for another marquee signing in the same summer, which they haven't done in, in several years, is a big question from Barcelona's point of view. Such is the it's a kind of um, salary limit issues that they have there, the desire to bring Lionel Messi back, the fact that Ansu Fati is probably on his way out if Barcelona get their way, but will they get their way? There's so many moving parts of Barcelona that it's you can throw them all up and, and see where it lands next summer. Um, and from an Atleti point of view, I don't expect too much business from their their point of view. They're going to strengthen kind of depth-wise. They want to bring in a couple of full-backs. Villarreal are going to be a very interesting one because they need to make a major sale. Pau Torres is the preferred sale, I think, from all points of view. But how they use that money and wherever they can get the money they want for Torres is an interesting one. Sevilla, depending on their Champions League fate, their Europa League fate, um, wherever they can yeah, hang on to players or wherever they're forced to sell again is another Big factor, and, and Betis and Real Sociedad, I don't expect Real Sociedad to do too much business, but they will have the money to improve. And Betis are, are probably, again, going to struggle to bring in too many players. So I think it's going to be another tough season in Andalusia for Manuel Pellegrini. Big summer when it comes to Spanish football. You can stay across it, of course. Uh, Rory's the editor of Football Espana, your one-stop shop for all the latest news, all the stories as well. Some good interviews on the site also. And Rory... One presumes that you're going to be keeping people informed over the summer yourself. Just remind everyone of your Twitter handle. At Ruri Barlow, R-U-R-I-B-A-R-L-O-W to keep across all of my uh, questionable opinions. And uh, yeah, <laughs> head to Football Espana where I, where I rein them in and, and talk sense and logic. Great stuff, Rory. Thanks for your company. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time La Liga edition for the season. Make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers podcast app because we win plenty of summer sports to get involved in. Uh, from all of the team, though, at the La Liga show, it is goodbye. We'll see you next season. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.